Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. And don't forget this weekend, as the run to the Roses is on at the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey there, Marcus Dash here, co-host of Chief Concerns. At the conclusion of this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast right here on YouTube. And for all you listeners out there, please be sure to give us a five-star review on any of the platforms you use to listen to us. I want to thank you all for listening to us throughout the season, and we look forward to engaging with you all throughout the offseason. Enjoy the episode. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our guy, former tight end Jason Dunn. Jason, how you doing, buddy? What's up, brother? What's going on? Happy, happy, happy day. Happy week. It's a good draft last week, man. So that's what's going on right now. We're coming in with all these new picks, new guys coming into the building, uh, new faces, uh, and it's exciting. And I'm glad the draft is over. It's done with, you know, uh, like it or love it. Hey, you know what? This is who's who's on the roster right now at this moment. And the guys got a chance and opportunity to change their life. And I'm here for all of it. And so I'm celebrating them. They're wearing the red and white. And the Chiefs is on their they helmet. That KC right there, right here, baby. If it's right there, I'm all for you. That's how I look at it right now, man. So you a Chief. You officially here. Guess what? Congratulations for making it. All right. Now, going to the next step. Now, just to get up that 53-man roster that's going to be traveling with the team. Uh, and you make it a difference. And so uh, hats off to you. Uh, let's go, boys. Let's go get it. So that's where I'm at, brother. How you doing? I'm good. And uh, I'll echo that. I mean, I, I didn't play in the NFL. Obviously, you guys know that. But, uh, you know, it's the, it's the start of something. Else. And, 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 I, and I think seeing people at the draft, you know, booing picks. Like, I know that comes with the draft territory. I mean, in, in sports in general, there's boos and stuff. But, you yeah. know. All these kids have worked their butts off to get to where they are, you know, whether they came from a small school, big school, um, you know, whether they just picked up the sport a couple of years ago, they made it to this point, you know, a lot of hard work out there. So, you know, hats off to everybody, whether they're wearing red, uh, Navy, uh, Patriot, Navy blue, you know, uh, Cleveland Brown, uh, orange, you know, so yeah, hats off to all those kids. Um, and for the Chiefs this weekend coming up, I think May 7th is a rookie mini camp. So that's a, it's a big first step into the, uh, 
the, the rest of their careers. Yeah, it, it's going to be a, a huge step, man. I mean, it, look, everything changes from this day on. Nothing's going to be the same. And so this this when you get into, you know, achieving uh, one of your goals that you wanted to be able to achieve your entire life, you worked hard to do. Uh, you, you just you're thinking about how these things are going to just affect not only your life, but your family's life, uh, how everything just I mean, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be faster. It's going to be a whole different world that you're not used to. And so it's, it's a good thing because it's, it's about growth. It's about getting more experiences. And, you know, you're going to have some help. You're going to have some help with some guys uh, that's out there. Uh, and so guys in the facility, you know, guys on the team, you know, everybody's going to come in, you know, on their toes, chest sticking out. Everybody's going to try to look bigger, look stronger than they really are. And, you know, that's, that's part of the deal, man. When we first go in, you just everybody's sizing each other up, right? And of course, how it always happens, you know, when you're playing, uh, you know, kind of who's getting drafted. Sometimes you know the guys that's coming in the building, and sometimes you see faces like, "Man, who's this guy?" But like, yeah, he's a tight end. Oh, okay, all right, I got you. Cool. Hey, man, welcome to the cheese. You know, hey, let's go, let's go get it. So, now this this is definitely going to be. Uh, uh, you know, life changing without a doubt. And so, uh, like I said before, man, hats off to these guys, man, and to, uh, to their families and much success in the, in the future. Yeah. Um, and so the, uh, pr- the title of this episode is uh, post draft debrief. So obviously with the draft, um, got a lot of things to talk about JD mm-hmm. in our run up to this, JD had some actually selected some of these guys in, his, in our, in our chief concerns mock draft. So you guys right. may have already had a background on these guys because of our mock draft, but, um, yeah, lots to get into uh, this week because right. uh, with the draft and the post draft stuff. Two days after the draft, Veach is making moves, so we're gonna get into it uh, right now. So, um, the first concern of the night, obviously, mock season, mock draft season's over. I'm sure everyone's really happy to stop seeing these these mock drafts being shared all the time um, on uh, Twitter and uh, any social media. But um, <clears throat> pretty much every pro football focus, everyone had the Chiefs having one of the best drafts. Your top four, I've seen A plus, and uh, I've seen some like algorithms that showed uh, it took a, um, all the um, all the different websites, and we were pretty much in between a B plus and an A from every every outlet uh, out there, um, and that and that was great to see. And obviously, you know, PFF it, they do a lot of their, their analytics and algorithms to have these guys, and we were getting guys in like their top one hundred to the fourth round, so pretty good on, on Beach. Um, so, uh, question. Uh, so, JD, of all the guys we drafted, what what did you like about our draft? Any players specifically? And is there anything that you have done a little bit differently than what Brett Feach did last week? Uh, yeah. So I'll start off with this. I I, I loved our draft. I think we got an A, no doubt about it. In our draft, one of our strategies going in was we wanted to get tougher and better on defense. Right? We wanted to address some of the holes and the issues that we had on defense, and I think we did that. I think. You know, Beach went in, Andy and those guys went in and, and had a clear uh, uh, understanding about what it is that they wanted to do. And so uh, we addressed the secondary because we definitely needed secondary help. Uh, we knew Honey Badger was going to be able to go, you know, hats off to him going to New Orleans, you know. And so much success to him in his the rest of his career, what he's doing. Uh, but we knew uh, getting uh, Justin, uh, 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 what's the name of the end? Oh, uh, Reed. Reed, Justin Reed, getting Justin Reed in was like one of those steps. And so what we did, we bolstered, like you said, the, the secondary. 
uh, getting McDuffie in. I mean, look, they got a, a great guy, a great corner, one of the sure, surest tacklers in, in, in the guys in that secondary that you had as, as corners. And so I think that was a great move. Uh, going to get McDuffie. And I said, you know, my in my mock, what I was thinking was, yeah, DB, uh, Kiara Elam. And so he went next, you know. So we knew we had to address that. And, and Jared Page was talking about that last week. Like, look, there's things that you have to do uh, to support the guys uh, on the offensive side. And so we did that. And then we got Kalafkis, that man, the, the, look, <laughs> the Greek freak, everybody did look, the Greek freak too. You know, hey, whatever you want to call the guy, right? You say we go, he's going to have to go ahead and get into a name sometime soon. Uh, but, hey, man, look, this guy right here, high-motor guy, you know he's going to be relentless. You know he's going to get after the guys. He's not going to stop. And that's what you need. You need that on the defensive line. And so we addressed that as far as defensive end slash edge guy. Uh, and then also, too, what we end up doing when we got Sky Moore which was a great pick. I think Sky Moore is one of those guys who is, you know, 5'10", uh, about 195, I think. Uh, but he's 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 a guy that can play inside a slot. He can play outside. That's a good thing about it. His versatility. And so he's got he's got pretty decent speed, but he's got great hands, got great range. Uh, he kind of runs like a running back. That's what he does when he catches the football. And so he's going to get a lot of yak yards and he's going to get a lot of opportunities uh, during this 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 year uh, in playing. And so Hats off to getting him uh, going in. And we'll, we'll talk about uh, my man that I thought and I kept going. I said, I could not get past this guy. I could not get past this guy. And I'm, I'm thinking, hey, maybe, you know what? Maybe the Chiefs was looking at some of the stuff that we was doing on Chiefs Concerns. Like, you know what? Hey, J.D. just played a game before. He's been a tight end. He knows the Clarfus. He knows the defensive ends go get, right? Now he's talking about Cook of safety, who's a hard-hitting safety, a big safety, who understands, you know, spacing, you know, areas where it needs to be. He, he just seems to be a football player. He needs to be around the ball all the time. And that was like one of my top picks. And I'm glad he went and got him, man. I, I was really high on this guy. I, I liked him a lot. And I thank God he's a chief. Uh, and then we just been talking about like other guys that we got. We got Kennard, you know, in, in the fifth round, which was without a doubt a steal. So we're talking about one of the best linemen in SEC. Okay. So all the guys that went in the draft that, you know, he went against from Alabama and Georgia. The look, Kennard was there and he was he played well against them, right? Did a, a, a tremendous things at Kentucky. Like I said, uh, one of the, the greatest linemen in SEC this past year. We get him in the fifth round. So hats off to that man, beating him, getting a guy that we definitely surely needed, who without a doubt, in my estimation, will probably start at right tackle. I know they was talking about going to the guard. Look, guard is look, Trey Smith is. Look, we know Trey Smith is where he's supposed to be, okay? Right right now, right tackle is a need. And I think this guy right here comes in, I think, you know, shorts down a little bit, maybe he's cut a little bit weight, right? Get his body acclimated to the NFL, getting against these guys. He's going to get some good, good solid uh, solid uh, work against these guys that we just drafted, plus not to, not to mention the guys we just got here, uh, you know, we have already. And so he's going to fit in well for us. Uh, I'm trying to think who else we had to think. I had to, I had the whole list for us. Chanel, uh, the uh, linebacker from Wisconsin. Oh, Chanel. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look, I was I was looking for us to get a linebacker. I really was. And the thing was, when I was kind of going through my mock, uh, it was two guys that, that kept jumping out to me. And I'm glad we got a physical guy that was athletic. I mean, he, man, he's off the charts with his athletic, athletic ability. Uh, it was him. And it was Muma. 
And that was uh, that was two guys I was looking at. I was just like, man, those guys, you, if you get a chance to get these guys, you almost got to take them. And so I'm glad we got him, man. He's, he's going to be a, a, a great pick for us. Uh, and a lot of this, man, we got to understand uh, when you get guys, you're thinking about them absolutely starting where they fit into your, your defense, but also too, some of the guys I just, I just mentioned uh, also it's, it's about special teams. That's how you make, you know, the teams and how you make the roster. You got to fit about the special teams, like guys that, that we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later that, you know, some of these corners we got also too later around in the, in the draft, you know, are they going to be able to willing to play special teams? Are they going to be great tacklers? And you got to make sure that it's part of one of the things that you're, you're thinking about uh, in your strategy and picking these guys, how big they're going to be on special teams. And Chanel, like I said, man, he's, he's going to come in and he's going to play a lot. Uh, he's going to be a guy on special teams. He's going to be making a lot of tackles. Uh, shoot, he might get a couple blocks here and there, man, on punts. I think I've seen him, uh, I think I highlight him blocking a punt. So, man, he's got the athletic ability to do all of that. So he's going to be a great chief man for us, uh, without a doubt. Uh, so that, I mean, those guys, it's, it's a few guys I just named. And, and like you said, who's your favorite guy on here? Man, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite guy. I just, this draft to me was, uh, it was lights out. No doubt about it. Now, what I will say is this, uh, if I did something different, here's what some of my difference would be. Um, I thought we would address maybe the edge more than what we did defensive end, like more like a, you know, specialized pass rusher that I was kind of looking for, like later on down the road, uh, in the draft, like we could have gotten him probably maybe the, the fifth or sixth round, possibly, you know, getting a guy, uh, and you know, we, we didn't. So I was like, it kind of was a head scratcher. But look, the secondary is, man, we we on point with all of that. And I like the guys that we have in the room. I would just think of like for some 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 younger, you know, hungry guys that's going to get after it. But but also, too, man, you got to see what they're going to be able to do. I mean, once you get into the OTAs, you know, get into the training camps, you're going to see what guys, hey, look, you know what? There's still guys out here that's there are free agents that we can still sign. So that's that's not something that is, you know, out the window that we we still not uh, not able to address. Let me put it that way. Uh, so I think they're kind of waiting on that. You know, I know they said JPP and all these guys are still out this way. So hey, guess what? Uh, Clowny, these dudes, will they work in this system? Hey, probably. We'll just have to see. We'll see where that's going to go. So that might have been different. I would have maybe looked for another edge guy. Uh, and another guy I was looking for uh, was kind of wide receiver. I think another wide receiver, just for the simple fact. Okay, and this is just forward thinking. If there is a possibility that, you know, Juju's on a one-year deal, Harmon's here, and they decide to leave or something doesn't work out, uh, then we have MVS, Sky, and then all the other guys that we're still trying to find out and figure out how they fit into the offense. If you get a, a guy here that you're saying, look, we're going to go ahead and put a, a, a young guy in, and the, the dudes I was looking at, I'm going to tell you two names. Now, we didn't get them, so it was Khalil Shakur, okay, and it was Dobbs. Right. I think it was Nevada. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they was two guys. I was like, oh, Yo, you know, we get those two guys. Like I, I'd have been already that because they had a lot of talent to a lot of athleticism, uh, could do some things out with the football. Uh, but we didn't get that guy. But that's all right. But I like what's in the room. Matter of fact, when I'm looking in the room right now, that room is really crowded. I'm starting to look really crowded. But we did address that guy. Hold on. I'm going to say this now. I'm just now pop my head. We got a young guy here. Everybody wasn't talking about and Justin Ross. And so I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. Look, I remember the guy in in 
at, at Clemson, you know, national championship game and stuff that he was doing then, right? And he was almost like a forgotten name because people weren't really talking about him. And I seen that we got him like, we got Justin Ross here? I completely forgot about this guy. Completely forgot about him. Uh, but obviously everybody kind of backed away because of the medical, right? Kind of talked about those things. But uh, I think he's a guy that we can utilize if everything works out well, which I think it will. I mean, you know, Clemson, hey, he came back to play for them. You know, Chiefs cleared him on his medical. So I think he's going to be fine. So he's a sneaky guy that we got. It. So I'm, I'm, I apologize for that. I forgot Justin Ross. See, I just I forgot about him again. And then here he is. He's on a, a roster. So that's where I'm at, man. That's how, that's how I feel about the whole thing. Yeah, I thought uh, based on the mocks that you that you, that we did, um, mock draft that we we had on the show, and then what Jared said last week on the show, if you are, you're going to draft a cornerback, you draft the top three. He had Stingley, um, Sauce, uh, Sauce Gardner, and then yep. um, and then McDuffie. We got McDuffie, um, and we'll get to it later. But we talked about um, we, we were texting. It seems like that we have a specific type of cornerback build. We obviously McDuffie's five eleven. A little shorter than the other guys that we that we tried to later on the draft, six two, six two two hundred type uh, cornerbacks, uh, Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams, and then we got end up getting Lonnie Johnson Jr., which we'll talk about at the end of the show. Um, yeah, and then you know Chanel, uh, athletic linebacker. I mean, our linebackers between the three that we have, uh, Willie Gay, Bolton, and uh, Chanel. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch th- those three. I mean, that's an that's an athletic three, um, which. You know, you know, Neiman, you know, I know a lot of fans were the biggest fans of Neiman, but, you know, let's just say it's not far. It's not an insult to say these guys, all three of these guys are more athletic than Neiman. And, you know, maybe Neiman had more of a game IQ, but these guys are athletic guys. You teach them X and O's of what what the schemes are. I think we're going to be set a linebacker for a long time. Um, So, yeah, I I really I agree with what your assessment. I, I love the draft. I love what we did. It was like we went the needs. We checked. We checked all the needs that we went through. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't. We didn't get two receivers. We didn't get two edge rushers. But you know, we, we checked all the needs. And we, and then we went BPA after that. Um, yeah. I loved. I loved texting you after we got Kennard. And I was like, wait, Bell Kuyper saying he's a guard. He's a tackle. It's like he's, he's going to move to guard. And you're like, no, he's not moving to guard. He's he's, he's a tackle. And then they showed Brett Veach talking to him when they when they, when they draft when they drafted him, saying, you know, we can't wait to have you compete at right right tackle. So okay, there you go. He's right, a right tackle. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. That's uh, so. I don't know. It, maybe they don't know quite know what the need was it, with with the Chiefs. I don't know, but yeah, I, I didn't ever seen guard because we, we good there with Trey and then you know Kennard w- without a doubt to be a right tackle because it's, it's that's a need. That's that's a guy that we need right now. You know, Niang, we don't quite know how he's going to do coming back off his thing, uh, and so you know having depth right there with with Kennard, I mean that just it just makes you feel good uh, just knowing you have that. Plus, with Andy Reid's offenses, I mean, O-lines in general, all those guys play guard, tackle. They, they yeah, are, they, they're going to have to play all around all, versatile. And so if that's going to happen with Kennard, then sure. Right, right. Interchangeable guys, man, no doubt about it. So he, he's getting guys that are football players, like you said, that you know, could go and, and plug and play in any position and, and do well at it, right? So, yeah. So good, good strategy on their part for that. Uh, and uh, so moving to the, the, the next concern, you kind of mentioned this guy. Um, a lot of Chief fans were really pissed off that we didn't draft Pickens. They wanted that big body receiver. We got Sky Moore. A lot of people were surprised because we thought we were getting away from the smaller stature receiver. Mm-hmm. Sky Moore, player comps, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Antonio Brown, guys that can play inside, outside. Um, 
you know, solid receivers. I mean, a five eleven is not short, but it's not it's not the tallest. But right. know, I think people were thinking we're going to go a bigger uh, a bigger body, and we did. Um, <laughs> I, look, I, I look, I get it. You know, everybody. I, that's all I kept hearing: they were Pickens, 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 Pickens. Right? Look, man. Look, and those guys to me, um, especially with the style of offense that we play. Um, I get the big body receiver. Everybody's looking for that traditional guy. Everybody's looking for DeAndre Hopkins or somebody, you know, they looking for a bigger guy. You know, to me, like Sky Moore is a guy that you can, like he plays inside, he can play out. He's he's big enough for that. You know, and we're talking about maybe the style that, that we're doing offensively, like just kind of playing, you know, finding holes, finding windows, finding lanes that, that Patrick could throw to. Uh, like I said before, 15 is going to be the guy to get the ball to you, right? And so, you know, everybody can't be a jump ball. Look, Scott Moore's going to go up there and go get the ball, too. That's one thing. And I, I like sure-handedness. And one thing he has is sure hands. He has great hands on it. And so I think those things, as far as, you know, everybody looks for the prototypical this, prototypical that. Well, you know, sometimes guy doesn't necessarily fit in that box. You know, he, he's outside of this box, which you think may be an ex or a guy out here. Look, if he's a football player, he catches the football well. You know, he plays big. He plays big. That's what we talked about. He plays big. Uh, hey, man, look, we, we can't discount what he can do out there on the football field. So he don't have to be 6'3 or 6'4 to go make plays, right? I mean, Jamar Chase ain't 6'3 or 6'4, and that sucker was burning everybody last year. Well, you know, so let's just let's just tell the truth about it. Look, he's a football player. He catches the ball well. He can get open. He runs great routes. That's the guy that you want, you know? So, uh and yeah, everybody has that catch too. The, the, uh, with that broken tackle stat, he, he he led the NCAA in broken tackles. I mean, absolutely right. And so I, I think a guy that is, uh, you know, I, I look at like pro ready who can fit into any offense. He's a guy that can fit in any offense. I, I don't think you go wrong with this guy at all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you get like tall receivers, like ah, well, we can only do certain things with him. Can he get off the jam? Can he do this? Can he run by guys? Can he? And so that's always some of the questions, right? But I think somebody that you, when you're thinking uh, tactically of doing things, you're like, look, you know what? Hey, we got to address, you know, guys, you know, catch radius, getting open, finding the windows, you know, like your yards at the catches. You know, we don't have to throw deep every time. Shoot, five yards, bubble screen, let him get to the house. Go get his head on the goalpost. So that's that's what we're looking for. Scott Moore, he gives you that, right? He gives you that. So. I'm happy with it, man. If, if people ain't happy with that pick, man, then I don't know what to tell you. Shoot. So yeah, it, it was funny, you know, because um, he, he comes from Western Michigan, plays in the MAC. I, I love watching MAC football during the week. It's the only college football games ever play Tuesdays and Wednesday nights. So I, I love watching MAC football. But someone made a comment like, oh, yeah, uh, they don't play Ball State uh, in, in the AFC West. And I and my response was, and I know Tyreek Hill played for Oklahoma State, but. Uh, before he got drafted, he went to Western Alabama, and I was like, "Can you name me who Tyreek Hill's opponent was in uh, in, in the in the conference he played at at Western Alabama? Because it wasn't even Ball State; it was a it, it was a competition less than that. So, and you have a problem with that? And I was but, like, Antonio Brown played Central Michigan; he was playing against Ball State. So that's right, that's right. I mean, me and Eve, when me was talking with, I was like, "Look, who's the top receivers that you got? You know, of all time, right?" And I'm like, Jerry Rice, uh, Terrell Owens. And we could say uh, 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 Randy Moss, right? I'm just uh, those three. You know, it could be how you rate them, whatever. I'm yeah. saying, look, if we're talking about, you know, uh, Jerry Rice, where he played at, 
Okay. Raider Moss. Huh? Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley State. Come on now. You know, HBCU. Then we're talking about Randy Moss and Marshall. Okay. And then we're talking about T.O., right? At UT uh, uh, Chattanooga. So, look, man. Hey, if you can play ball, they're going to find you. Put it that way. And I don't care what you do. You can't measure that heart. You can talk about the competition. Yeah, that's one measure of it. But for every man that goes out there that's trying to ball, is trying to play, he's like, look, you can't take away from his will and his want to. And so if a guy's going to be good, he's going to be good. I know he was like, oh, they tall guys. Okay, well, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, Antonio Brown, hey, he ain't that tall guy, right? So, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to be 6'3", 6'4". But I think he's going to have a, good, a great career here, man. He's going to be a great weapon for, for uh, uh, Patrick to be throwing the ball to. So, yeah. He's going to be exciting to watch. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, just, it, seemed, it seemed like a nice kid, you know, uh, tell, uh, saying he's going to be catching passes for Patrick Mahomes. And that was, it was a cool moment seeing that. And there's a reason why all these mock drafts, all these experts had him going from anywhere from 15 to 28, and we ended up getting him at 54. So, I um, mean. Right. I, right. He's, he's a great player. He's was, a great player. And it was a steal for us to get a Absolutely. guy like that where, where we got him. Um, right. Happy with it. So uh, then the next concern, um, we, talk, we talk about that. It's a pretty typical receiver. Um, and you mentioned him in the, in the opening uh, was Justin Ross. So, and this is probably my most intriguing guy that we got this weekend, undrafted signing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, I, from what I read, it seemed like he chose to go to Kansas City. There was other teams that came to him, but he wanted to go to Kansas City as his first team. And quite frankly, why? Why not? If you if you have a choice, if you have a chance and choice to to go wherever you want to go, but um, right. so in case you don't know Justin Ross's uh, history, uh, so in 2018 he was the pretty much the number one receiver at Clemson um, when they won the national title. With he was ahead of T Higgins and Hunter Renfro, and this is as a freshman sophomore year ahead of T Higgins and Hunter Renfro, and he was the leading guy on that team. At that at that point, people thought he was going to be going top ten a pick yeah. uh, if he if he mm-hmm. came out. Um, and then so in 2020 during spring ball, he gets an, he gets injured and um, a, a normal hit and they go and get a scan of his back and they see that he has, let me get the proper uh, word for it. Um, and they found that he had a uh, con, uh, genital fusion in his spine, um, a condition he was born with apparently that he didn't, he didn't know about. Um, and apparently medics and doctors, they don't want anyone playing any kind of uh, contact sports when you have this condition. And, you know, uh, he's a football player, you know, these guys want to play football, you know, and, uh, and he, he, he got surgery, came out and everything was fine. But when it, when it is a genetic thing, this can come back at some point, right? You don't know. It could, it may not, um, yeah. he comes out, uh, misses the whole 2020, uh, football season, um, 18 month recovery comes back from his 18 months to play, uh, this past year. And he did and. No one thought he could do it. Man. People thought he was going to be done with football, and he comes back and does it. Led the team in receiving. His stats weren't off the charts like they were for the, the, the previous two years, but Clemson right. did kind of a down year. So when people say, oh, his numbers sucked last year, it's like, well, Clemson as a whole, the offense did not look like the offense that it had with his freshman and sophomore year with Trevor Lawrence. They had like multiple quarterbacks. That the offense didn't look right. But anyway, he also was playing on a stress fracture in his foot that he played on the entire season. Um, mm-hmm. He ended up getting surgery after the season was over on his foot. Um, so, and he ended up missing the combine. He attended the combine, but he didn't do any of the drills there. Uh, went to pro day, ran a four, six 40. Um, people just th- didn't like his, his workouts. Like they, 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 they didn't look, it didn't look like he didn't test well, essentially. Okay. Um, 
but and also uh, a lot of NFL teams stayed away from him because of his, his whole, the whole spine issue. So a lot of teams kind of didn't red flag. They didn't want to deal with that. Um, so they kind of stayed uh, stayed off of him. So draft comes, goes undrafted. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs come calling. They do the, our, our medical team cleared him, as you mentioned. Um, and six four two oh five people wanted a big body receiver. They got a guy who with that with, with never had this injury, we wouldn't have gotten because you've been a top ten pick. We end up getting this guy because, you know, medical um, and hopefully if he stays healthy, I think we might have a guy on our hands. And I posted a video on our, our, our Twitter page lap from last year. I showed it, it was I did 2018, 2019. Then I showed 2021. Yeah, you can you can you can even tell the quarterback situation was completely different night and day. But he even looked he looked explosive. And you can see this 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 explosive athlete, you know, those numbers probably weren't there, but he, he is explosive and he's six, four, two, five. And he, I mean, it, it, he's awesome to watch. Um, and it was a steal uh, us getting in. So my question to you is, and you kind of mentioned it already, but what do you think if we can, if we can maximize this kid, let's say he doesn't play this year. Let's say we put him on the PUP. He gets one year off to kind of, you know, get right physically um, and, and everything. And let's say he does make the team. What do you yeah. think? What do you think we have here with, with Justin Ross? Uh, you know what? Um, I think a, a guy like this can turn a negative into a positive, especially after, you know, being diagnosed with this, this disease or whatever it is, they, they, they found this medical issue. Um, I think, man, you, you may find like that diamond in the rough. I, I do believe that a guy like this, who would by all, you know, measures that was doing well, like you said, 2018, 2019, until he got hurt and, and found this out, uh, should just have a great opportunity. And I think, you know, Clemson is a great organization, right? Dabble does a great job with those guys, getting those guys ready to play in the NFL. Uh, that's why you see a lot of guys like that are, you know, on rosters. Uh, because Clemson is is one of those programs, man, that puts out a lot of guys that that, that do well in the NFL. And I think he's he, – bearing that he doesn't have any more issues – uh, with this medical uh, diagnosis, I think he's going to be fine. I, th- I think he's a guy that could can really uh, latch on to this organization. And like I said, he could be a guy that, hey, you know what? You know, might have slowed you down a little bit, but Clemson cleared you. We cleared you. Hey, you know what? We'd love to have you. And he has his boy over here, Powell. Powell's here, right? And so Powell, I'm sure, is telling him all about the organization, so if he chose to come to the Chiefs, I mean, why wouldn't you? If I had a chance to go somewhere, I, I would want to go with the best quarterback in the business, for one, okay, that got one of the best coaches in the business, number two, okay, who's been to the AFC championships and Super Bowls in the past few years. Like, why would you want to go to a place like that, right? I mean, that's just, to me, that just makes sense. And you're going somewhere that you know somebody. So I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a good guy here, man. I really do. Uh, like I said, we, we don't know how the thing is going to, you know, work itself out in that wide receiver room, but I hope he gets a roster spot. Shoot. He's going to have opportunity just like everybody else. And even if he doesn't get to play this year, right. Let's just say they still letting him develop, uh, you know, get healthy and whatnot. He's there. He's somebody that get to learn over the time. They saying, okay, you know what? Yeah. You know, he's, he's passed this thing or maybe they able to manage it or, you know, whatever. It's not going to have any indication that, it's going to come back or, or, or really bother him. Good. We can use him in the future. That's, that's I think that's a great pick. Of, like I said, just a future kind of standpoint of finding a guy like that. So, uh, yeah, man, 
that's that's positive. That's positive for the team. I, I hope he makes it. I hope he does well. But a guy like that, tall guy, tall receiver, should you want it, ask, here you go. Yeah, you wanted a tall guy, here you go. You wanted a guy that was dominant, you know, in college, here you go. And so, you know, we, we had to think about, you know, going back to Pickens, we had to worry about medical things with him too. So yeah. there's things, you know, guys who just had to fight through, man. I hope he fights through this thing, man. He comes and does well with the Chiefs, man. But that's uh, his, his performance is going to be measured. Uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, tested. Uh, but I think he's going to do well for us. So I think it's what we got, man. A good, a good player, no doubt about it. Yeah, and, and with Pickens, it's a great point you mentioned. Because a lot of people were pissed off we didn't get Pickens, but it was medical with Pickens, and also there was a, a yeah. bit of maturity off the field issue with them. Um, and there's nothing with that with Justin Ross. And quite frankly, you could probably say the opposite. Uh, a guy who had this this injury that could have ended his career, he you know worked his butt off to get back on the field, um, and he did. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing that people talk about his his his, uh, his times and um, how he didn't test well. You know, he ran like a four six two forty. If I'm not wrong, he ran four six two forty his pro day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake London, who's similar in stature, an inch taller than him, but they're about the same. Got six four six five. Drake London ran four five eight forty. Okay. I mean, yeah. this guy ran four four six two. I mean, yeah, there's coming off a stress fracture injury as well as the the, the spinal injury. So I mean, this you know. Uh, Four six two is that something that's like uh, is that is that like slow, JD? I mean, it's you you, you definitely wanted to be faster than what the four six two, no doubt about it. Uh, but everybody talked about you know uh, Jerry Rice having a four or five speed. You know, you said you know this guy. Hey, if he's fast on the field and he can make plays, that's all that matters. That d- d- look, guys, you, look, and this if he can play, and he can go up and get the ball, and he can make catches that other guys can't make. He can get open. He can run great, great routes. That's the guy that you want on your roster. He ain't gonna be the. He ain't always gonna be the fastest, right? He ain't always gonna be the prettiest. But all that guy that sucker just make plays, and that's all you want to see. So if he comes in and puts a, a Chiefs uniform on and he makes play after play, good for you. I I put in my bio four six at the top of it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Ross four six. Still killing them. You know what I mean? That's what I do. So, yeah, man, I think we got a good one, man. I, I think it's going to work out well for us. Uh, but, yeah, man, look, you, you want a guy to be faster. Like I said, sometimes those things is putting in my box. You want those measurables. You want those prototypical. I get it. Shoot. Don't mean every guy that runs a 4-2 going to catch the football. So, yeah. hey. And if he didn't run at the combine, I'm just thinking, you know, he, he didn't run at the combine because he, he was recovering from the stress fracture. Pro day was probably what two to three weeks later. I mean, how yeah. how much more recovered was he from that from the combine to the pro day? You know, and he knew he probably had to give a time anyway because you know everyone was kind of scrutinizing you know him yeah. because of his medical. So he kind of had to run. Um, right. Definitely probably wasn't his best time for sure. But um, I will say this: looking at Brett Veach's history, and I know he was undrafted, but look what he did with Trey Smith. You know, we got we right. got a we got starting right guard late in the draft because of medical. We, our team cleared him. Um, and everyone la- everyone always laughs. Oh, you're gonna get a starting guard if you're six for six rounder. Well, we did uh, a guy yeah. who's supposed to, and who knows what could happen with Justin Ross, you know. Play well and, and look, it, but you're taking a chance on a guy, right? I mean, it, it ain't really cost you nothing, it cost you no pick. You, you bring a guy in, see what you can get from him. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I know he wants to be here, so. Yeah, man. Like, hey, give him a chance, opportunity, to make the roster, right? He he wants to show it. He knows. Look, we know he can play. Okay. Yeah. The question is just a medical thing, and then it's kind of going back, like I said, the Pickens, the medical thing with him. I 
the whole office field issues to me, I, I wouldn't really bother by that. You know what I'm saying? I, it wasn't really a big issue to me because sometimes these things be made, you know, we don't quite know everything, what they are, but um, you know, if this is a good kid, he won't come in, he works hard. He wants to try to make the roster, man. Shoot, do it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's going to be exciting to watch him grow. And I, I, a guy who had top 10 potential, and obviously we, we wouldn't have gotten him if he, if he continued to, you know, without his medical um, background, you know, we're, we got, we got this guy and now, you know, with, you know, ha- having a team in, in, that's kind of supportive of you or declared you medically is going to be, you know, uh, supporting this guy. I, I'm excited to see what he, what he can do with us. And we got our, we got our, you know, slot receiver in, uh, or Sky Moore, you can play him all over the place, but then you got, you know, the physical specimen in, um, Justin Ross. And if you haven't already, uh, please look at his, uh, 2021 highlights. Cause you're not going to, if you didn't know about his medical history, you wouldn't think there's really anything uh, other than the fact that his quarterback play was, was a pad. It was a tad different from Trevor Lawrence. That's the only thing. Uh, Here's to sprinkling some of that Trey Smith magic on him. All right. A little pixie dust where you want to do get them right. Here it is. Mr. Miyagi. Get him ready. <laughs> Get him right, baby. Let's go. Oh, man, that's great. Um, okay, so our final uh, uh, topic tonight, our final chief concern um, is, you know, dr- moves after the draft. I know we talked about doing uh, trades in for guys, getting uh, Bradbury. We didn't get Bradbury. Uh, and now, actually, mm-hmm. they, they might be cutting him because uh, they, they never did a trade. But um, so the smooth post-draft moves from our guy, Brett Veach, uh, the Chiefs were able to trade a conditional seventh-round pick in 2024's draft, I believe, um, for uh, Kentucky and fellow Kentucky and uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr., uh, who was a second-round pick in 2019. Um, six foot three, 220 pounds, very similar stature to Josh Williams and Jalen Watson. Um, he played safety and cornerback with the Texans, so versatile. Uh, but apparently, based on what Brett Veach said, and um, according to Lonnie Johnson's Twitter, he's going to be playing cornerback as his – and he's happy about that because he, he can actually – he said he could build a base around playing a, a, one position not being moved all over the place. So that's good for him. And then we placed a rarely used unrestricted free agent tag on Melvin Ingram. Um, so in doing research on this, if Melvin Ingram does not sign a deal by July 30th, he will he will sign with the Chiefs at a one-year $4.4 million deal. If he doesn't find a better deal before that, that's the deal he'll end up signing. Um, and I believe if he does get signed, we'll get a pick out of it, a cop pick out of it. So that's the whole. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. I, I don't understand why teams don't do this more often. I don't, I've never heard of such a thing. Um, yeah. We weren't the only team that did. We did that, and the uh, Baltimore Ravens did that on Justin Houston as well. So two edge guys on the same day got the same uh, un, un, what is this, unrestricted free agent tag on them. So, okay. J.D., okay. I know all offseason you've been talking about bringing, Mel, bringing Melvin back, bringing Melvin back. What do you think about these moves and bringing in also another Kentuckian on the team? Uh, dude, I, I think it's a, a, it's a wonderful move. I think it's, to me, strategically, uh, you're doing what's right for the team, for the defense, no doubt about it. Lonnie Johnson, man, is a, he's, he's a physical guy, physical corner. I like his length. Uh, him playing corner out there, he gets to be physical against these wide receivers out there. And so I like it. I like Lonnie coming in and, and playing. And now he's got Justin Reed right next to him. You know, him jokers back in the secondary together. So they're gonna have a lot of, you know, uh, uh, you know, chemistry working together, man. Just a little bit more of that, at, at that, that juice working at secondary. So it's always good, man. Sometimes just getting there, seeing your, your guy that you've been playing with for a couple of years, like, hey, man, this is this is cool. Uh, and he's gonna do well, man. And I, I, I like it because 
We got some big receivers that we're going against, uh, you know, in, in our division. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be ready. Need a good, big, physical guy to go against them. And we, we addressed that. But Lonnie coming in, like I said, man, hey, come on. Hey, that's a no-brainer to me. And then you're talking about, you know, bringing Melvin back too. If we don't, hey, without a doubt, Melvin Ingram to me is, I said we needed this voice last year. And you could tell the dynamics of the defense changed in the locker room because he just brought in a veteran presence, uh, had a veteran voice, and the things he was able to do out there on the field, I mean, it invigorated the defense. You could, you could tell. When guys were making a, a, a play, all of a sudden, whop, you know what I'm saying? Mel Green would come in and hit a dude underneath his chin. You're like, whoo, that's what you need. You need a guy like that. And so, shoot, I hope, man, we be able to get him back. Absolutely, man. I'm a, I'm a big uh, uh, Melvin fan, man. No doubt about it. I, I think, like I said, with his presence, what he could bring, the energy he could bring to the team, the defense, especially with these young guys, because you got young guys here. So, you know, same thing. All those guys, Kando, Dana, uh, uh, Kalafkis, all those guys, they need a guy like that. They can learn from, learn how to do it, learn how to run, learn from a pro, a real pro, guy that's been there before, who come in and I'm, I'm then just change, like I said, the, just the whole mindset. That's what they need. Last year, I think it was a, just a mindset of, you know, the will and the want to. And he'll he'll bring that to the table, man. And I, I tell you what, man, I, I, I like a veteran presence in the locker room, especially you lost Honey Badger. Bringing him back will be absolutely essential. Absolutely essential. Uh, so my question is, I know when we signed Ingram, you were texting me saying that we still – maybe need one more edge rusher or are you fine with, are you fine with bringing back just Ingram if he does end up coming back? It, look, we bring Ingram back. I'll, I'll, I'll settle in it. I'll settle in it. I still want to see, maybe, maybe they seeing something I'm not seeing. I, you know, I, I look, I haven't seen, I ain't been out there. I'm, I'm going to have to go out maybe to one of these OTAs or something and see what these guys are doing out there. Right. Because, if if you're okay, and I, I just well, I guess they're thinking because if they didn't think they was okay with what they had, uh, you know, on the team, uh, the guys that's backing up, then they would have addressed it. That's the way I feel about it. So I think you you still had to get a Melvin, you know, Melvin here without a doubt, or a guy, a veteran presence here that's going to be able to help out. So maybe they seen something in those like Kando and Dana, all those guys on the outside. Maybe they, they they'll see those guys. Maybe they, they know something that we don't. And so hopefully they do. And hopefully they don't. They got another joke up the sleeve, you know, to pull out. So, but if they bring Ingram back, I'll settle with it. I'm, I'll, I'll be good with it, man. You know, bring these guys out here to battle, man. They're they ready for the battlefield. Let's go. Uh, and JPP uh, played with Spags. He's still a free agent. Yes. He'd be, he'd be a great addition. I mean, I think him and Ingram would be nice ads. Uh, also, someone mentioned uh, Namikin Sue. Uh, Sue would be a great guy that you could put inside and outside. And, you know, we could say we're not the deepest at D tackle either. So, I mean, we could, and that, that'd be a great right. ad as well. Uh, I, I, I think we should address that, you know, D tackle, no doubt. So you could get Dominic and Sue and one of those, come on, Sue, yeah. two of those guys. Hey, bring them. Uh, Open up the floodgates. That. Bring them all. Bring them. We want you. Come on in. Talk about it. As you change for our defense, that uh, Sue would be a great. Uh, I think it'd, it'd be kind of fun to have that kind of attitude on the D line. <laughs> yes, sir. You, you need some of that nastiness, right? You, you just yeah. need it. Yeah. You, you know, just need that. Just need it. You know, stomp on a couple of uh, you know fingers or whatever. 
Um, and, and I guess uh, the, the last question for me, uh, just talk about Lonnie Johnson's size. You kind of referenced it playing against big body receivers. But mm-hmm. what does it say to you that we kind of made this emphasis on the DBs in the draft, but like bigger guys? And then also Lonnie Johnson is kind of cementing, hey, this is the kind of look we're going for. We're going 5'11 plus guys. We're going big body guys you can tackle. And just, they're just big dudes, but bigger cornerbacks. What does it say to you about the what we're trying to show in our defense? I think it's just an intelligent pick. I mean, you got to be consistent in what you're, you're thinking about, what you're trying to do, what you're what you're going against on the other side. That's when I, I've said this before, and I said it on Twitter. I said, man, you got to address what you got on the other side of you. And so, if you know you sitting over here, you got you know Lamborghinis and all these other, you got to deal with that. You got to deal with that speed. You got to deal with that size. So you got to you got to have you know guys that can combat that. You know, and if you're sitting over here and and you're you know playing chess, right? You got to think about how do you defeat your opponent? Okay. What do you do? So you, you can't come in with like little pieces of playing against, you know, the queen and all the, you know, the, your power pieces and you're just using pawns. Look, you got to bring, you know, the queen against the queen. You got to bring, you know, the bishop against the bishop. You know, you got to bring these things against these things. And so that's what you, it's all about competing with what you have on the other side. I mean, that's, that's the truth. I mean, if you think about it, that's what teams did with us. They addressed pass rush. They address, uh, you know, having guys that's going to get at the Patrick and they're getting guys that's going to be, you know, be able to spy, get out and, and, you know, work in, in, you know, eight man deep or whatever, you know, sitting eight, you know, sitting guys eight man back and stuff like that. Like they had to adjust to what we were doing offensively. And so we had to do the same thing as well on the other side. So we're sitting there saying like, look, you got Devontae Adams out here. You got Cortland Sutton. You got all these guys in AFC. We got to have guys go against them. Our Joe got to be as good as your Joe or better. That's how it works. Bottom line, I can't sit there and watch my gate burnt all day, every day, and thinking about, well, Patrick Holmes going to score 50 points for us. No, nah, we ain't doing that. We're not, we're not doing that. We can't have that. Ain't going to happen every game. So this is what we do. Go get the big guys. Go get the big guns. Go get the big dogs. So get the big dogs chase at these cats. That's what I look at, man. So that's consistent with me as far as like what they wanted to address. And they've done that. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get ready for the season, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, who, who's going to be on the 53-man roster? Uh, but now I see a lot of teams because of what we addressed in the draft and what we get in the free agency and stuff like that. Everybody's back on notice. Hey, everybody, hey, everybody, boop, taking notes. Yeah. Uh-oh, this is what the Chiefs did. So be ready. Before then, man, we just looked like a, the shell of our former selves. You know, it was like, oh, can't yep. nah, man, come on, Chiefs. They ain't got nobody. They lost Tyreek Hill. Who they got now? They ain't got nobody. Okay. Brent Beach now. Here, over the head. Here, over the head. We got you. Here go with my more. <laughs> and if this pans out, like we said last week, I think we're going to be starting a trend here in the NFL where like you don't have to pay your top notch receiver thirty million a year, you can trade a lot, get a lot of assets, and build a solid team around them. And I think yeah. I think I think we're setting that that example. Hey man, I, I, I got to be a ceiling. It has to be at some point. People's like, look, we are just not going to pay that money. We're just, you know, it's what teams going to do? Are they going to just unload that headache and that you know price tag onto somebody else? You know, so, and someone will pay it too. And you know, and, and that's going to pay it. 
that, that player will be deserving of it, and a team will want that. You know, they want to put butts in the seats. They want to sell jerseys. There you go. Right. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. You know, but some guys are going to be thrifty about what they do. Brett Beach is going to be one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, as long as you have one five, I mean, I, you, you can do what we did, you know. So Right. Right. They're going to pay that joker, and you should. So. Yeah. Which I don't understand why Tennessee did what they did with AJ Brown. I I get I, I get the whole trend, you know, get, get more parts around, but like, you don't. You guys are competing. You guys are the one seed in the AFC last year. Now, what are you doing though? You know, you you're paying Tannehill. You're not paying Mahomes. You know what I mean? It's, it's right, right. Uh, but oh. <laughs> I mean, but you you know you go get a guy like AJ Brown. You get Traylon Burks. You know what I'm saying? I said uh, essentially that's what you're doing, right? You you just making getting a younger version of him. Kind you're of. Ho- you're hoping. You're hoping. You're hoping. And you don't have to pay it at price, at a pricey tag. Yeah. So, I don't know. I know, I know Rabel was a little upset with it, but, yeah. hey, man. It's going to be interesting around the AFC next year. I know everyone wants to say the AFC West, the Broncos are the other, other team to beat in the AFC West. Everyone's been saying the Chargers are the team to beat for the last five years. I don't understand that, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see this year because I, I think it's going to – a lot of these experts and these pundits out there are going to be – feeling dead wrong in, in, in what they've been saying over the last few months since the uh, start of the offseason. Look, all that is is despise and hate of the Chiefs. That's all it is. They, they don't, look, they don't want they want anybody else to win but but Chiefs and the Mahomes. They, they don't want anybody else to win, right? I, I get it. Everybody gets tired of the, the guys winning the same thing over and over again. They want somebody new. They, you know, get same thing. With ty- they're tired of them winning up there with the Patriots. Yeah. Couldn't stand them winning all the time. You want somebody else coming in. So that's why they, oh, we want to talk. Justin Herbert is being the best. Or, you know, uh, Josh Allen is being the best. And all that. You know, Joe Burrows is being the oh, Come on, man. Cut it out. We ain't going to do that. All right, y'all know what it is. So uh, get your popcorn. Get everything ready, baby. This is going to be a hopping time oh, in Arrowhead. Oh, I'm sorry. G-H-A or whatever that field is called. Yep. <laughs> Arrowhead One Drive. So. All right, fellas, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we discuss rookie minicamp because that's going to be uh, everyone on top of everyone's minds heading into this weekend. So I'm sure there'll be reports that we can uh, discuss from um, from what we see on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, Subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.